player poker before they really left the market. So I really wasn't. I'm really not up on on what the mechanics were behind them leaving the market in in right. certain way. But uh, I mean, a billion dollars. It's this not small. Uh, Barry, are you there, sir? Hey, how you doing? Hey, how you doing, sir? Uh, I'm not sure if you heard uh, via our, our website, but we just had Tony G on, and he sounds pretty confident that that uh, we'll be getting our roles back, you know, in within 45 days before the start of the World Series of Poker. I mean, yeah, I mean I, sorry. I listened to uh, Tony speak, and you know, I, I think Tony's great. Um, he's always good value on television, and um, he's a great promoter, and he comes out and speaks. And it's really only one of the big pros that's coming out and you know commenting on the matter and stuff. So he's got to be commended for that. But for him to come out, he's not associated with Full Tilt in any way, and say 45 days. Uh, I heard another guy, I think it was on the panel, say 60 days. You know, I could come out and say 180 days, and without being without being a sort of pessimist, it doesn't change anything, and it doesn't it doesn't mean anything. At the end of the day, full tilt are continuing to not communicate with customers properly, other right. than a standard message saying we're working on the matter. You know, come back. Well, soon. And, and Barry, that brings up a good point because it's not even like it wasn't even the company. This was a source from full tilt. That exactly. was what my big complaint is. It's like if this is an actual statement, why did I read it on eGaming? Why did I not read it on FullTiltPoker.com? Of course. I mean, it's the old thing. Uh, poker media is still a very, a relatively new breed, you know? Yeah. If this was uh, any other company apart from, you know, if we were talking about a bank here that held someone's money and wasn't right. paying out, there wouldn't be any unnamed sources getting released on blogs and stuff <laughs> like that. It would be... CNBC would tell you, and there would be, um, you know, things. It's just unreal. Um, yeah. So you've really got to think to yourself, what's what's happening, and what is happening is it's just another day, another frozen dollar. Um, and, <laughs> Damn, yeah. You know that that's what it is, and people have got to be patient. And I feel sorry for people that have um, tons of money locked up there. Whether you know it's all relative. Somebody might have three k. And that's their life role. Some people might have a hundred k, and um, it affects everyone the same way. It causes the same amount of stress. Um, it's all interest, you know. It's all sort of uh, relative, and you've really got to sort of think. Tony comes out and says forty-five days. I don't have any money held up in full tilt, but that wouldn't. I wouldn't go out and borrow money on that basis, you know, that I was getting it in forty-five days. So. It just it it doesn't change anything for me. It's great Tony comes out and says, you know, he's he's going to come out and make a comment, and and it's good, and it, you know, he's a well respected name in poker, and certainly poker media with poker news and stuff, and he obviously is privy to information that some of us aren't in terms of like knowing personal guys, you know, etc. But it just doesn't change anything. I, I don't think. I mean, forty five days. It's you know, I could say you know eighty. And who's to say? who's different and you could say a hundred etc it's going to be done if and when full tilt do it and it's just a waiting game and it's just you're just speculating you know yep. yeah well well said i mean and not, but with without information pretty much all we can do is speculate and but what's scary to me a little personally is for someone who is as well connected as tony g that he's speculating so if he's if he's speculating, you know, and I mean, we're pretty much all in the same boat. I mean, we we should. I mean, I'm not exactly sure we got a ton of information today. I mean, I, I mean, what, one thing I did think was was pretty uh, was pretty interesting was that uh, he did mention that with uh, Full Tilt's uh, account being unfrozen, it made them, you know, that they that they might 
be a little more attractive to investors or what have you. So that does give, you know, small hope to those of us who have our roles, you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, frozen, frozen up over there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Jed, Jed in the chat, uh, it's a very, <laughs> very singly, fuck it all. Fuck it. Let's all speculate. We can give a prize to the winner. I mean, it's just, we don't yeah. really know right now. Yeah. Let's have a draft. The speculation the Olympics. Yeah. Speculation's good in, in times, you know, of uncertainty. Like everybody loves to speculate, but it's a joking for people. It's a joking sort of matter for people that don't have money. But these guys, as you say, with the World Series coming up and they don't have cash, I mean, even they would normally say, right, I'll go and get back. But then a lot of the backers' money will have cash flow tied up. You know, if you're, if you're staking someone, you have 100K, 120K held up in full tilt, you're not going to be going taking money out of, you know, every sort of penny is going to be a prisoner until the situation is resolved. And you're not going to be as uh, flippant with your money. Um, so it's just a sort of liquidity issue within the poker community. You know, you're talking about millions of dollars currently in limbo, and that's going to have knock-on effects with tournaments, uh, guys getting staked for tournaments, the cash games, and, you know, stuff like that. Um, and especially with the World Series coming up. Yeah, even the Vegas economy. I mean, who, I mean, everyone's talking about how the the WSOP main event will be, you know, damn near half its size. I mean, that's got to affect the local, you know, the Vegas economy. I mean, it's, I mean, who knows where, where the ripples in this pond go? I don't know. Yeah, well, I'm thinking about coming out for the, the end of June, July. So hopefully, one of the benefits I'll get a cheaper room then if there's lots of empty rooms. <laughs> Good point. Well said. <laughs> From a personal point of view, by doubt. Lotsman, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what you guys were known to be frugal. Yeah, right. <laughs> stereotypically, yeah. yeah. What I'm a dumb American, I don't know, you know. <laughs> I wish I was frugal. I'd have a lot of money if I was frugal. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's great. As I say, Tony comes up, makes a statement of that, but, you know, I could go and email one of these gambling blogs and say I'm a full-tilt whistleblower and <laughs> it's going to be 18 and a half days when the moon sets above a certain point in the world, you know, and it's just... It, it just makes no difference to me. Well, have you have you heard the new news that uh, Zach broke uh, to us from one of his exclusive uh, super confidential sources? Have you heard? Uh, Zach, are you still on? Would you like to share your news with Barry? I'm fucking fading here, dude. Um, <laughs> what, oh, well, I can. I mean, I can. It's very yeah, go ahead and do it, man. I'll, if uh, yeah, if yeah, it's something go, go I need take, to think go, go, of go new, take go take a nap. I'm not gonna take a nap, but I'm uh, just. If I, you need something new and fresh. No, no. Well, it's new. It might be new and fresh to him because, uh, he, you know, we uh, he probably might have just tuned in because he was getting ready to do his uh, one outer hour. But uh, uh, basically, Zach was informing us that uh, that a confidential source of his told him that uh, Bodog should expect to be you know seized up uh, like like Yadahe and the other uh, previous sites as well in within two weeks, and the merge network will go down in thirty to sixty days. Can I respond to that? Because the same thing I told to Zach, Zach about that okay. is that they could seize him, but if everybody should know that Yadahe is actually back up right now. And as I discussed with Zach, the only real way they can seize these guys and stop them from um, accepting any type of players is if the government came in, came in and controlled the ISPs, which there there would be a big – if the government did that, there would be a bigger problem than online poker. Um, it would be – I mean, you, you would see a lot of angry Americans, I'm sure. 
uh, and not necessarily people who just are worried about poker. Well, well but, yeah, but but the whole point, Eric, is that it's the accessibility. It's making it harder. I mean, you could still play on PokerStars from America. You'd have, go, you'd have to go through a whole bunch of hoops to do it, and but you could still do it. You could still play. Right. The point is making it accessible for the casual and even the professional you know, player. I mean, most of these guys would have to probably if they really if they really really want to play on lock poker. I mean, um, they'd probably move for for full tiller PokerStars. They really want to play on lock poker if if they see the merge network and. And made them do in .eu and all sorts of stuff. They probably yeah, but they're already converting right now. They're all already converting to .eu. Right, but I'm saying like I'm, I'm talking about like the, the the payment transfers and stuff. Like it it make it extremely hard to get money on, don't you think? Well, like I said, like I said, I mean, there's, oh, that's right. There's like, stuff you there's can't people... talk about in place that's gonna. Is... Well, I, I guess the question I have then is like, do you then foresee full tilt poker and poker stars coming back in the American market? Well, they have they have bigger issues right now. You know, these guys are like, I mean, these guys are smaller people, you know, smaller operators right, right now that one, if they, the, I mean, if the merge network was to leave the U.S. market, they wouldn't survive. I mean, 80% of their players are U.S. based. It's just like UB or Absolute. They're down 96% right. in the last year. They can't survive. <laughs> you know? 96%. I want to know who the 4% is. What the fuck? <laughs> okay. But, but, but whether it doesn't matter, I'm just saying that right. you might as well just, you might as well just, uh, you know fold it up and, uh, you know, find something else to do. So I don't think, I don't necessarily think uh, that's going to happen. That's, I mean, 94% of saying that they could get their URL seized. Yeah, perhaps. Right. But unless the government controls the ISPs, which is a, a clear violation of the, of the First Amendment, then there's going to be bigger issues. Well, so so basically, so let me just uh, break down what you're saying just for me, because sometimes I'm, I'm a little bit slow, uh, and I'm fairly new to the whole uh, online poker community, relatively. So basically, you're saying that even if they switch over to .eu, I could go onto Bodog and play as an American player and have no problem cashing out, or, uh, depositing or cashing out. Well, I mean, I don't I don't know what I don't know how how their um, processing is running right now. That that's not what I'm saying. I'm just simply saying you could go. You could probably. It's probably easier to deposit than it is to cash out. Well, <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, no. Well, well, basically, I guess my point was was that they could change the .eu, but they they probably wouldn't be overtly accepting American players. That's what we've seen with the ones who've changed their domains, right? Like True Poker stopped taking American players. Hero Poker, whatever. No, they stopped. didn't. No, they Hold on. True Poker didn't stop taking U.S. players. Oh, they didn't. No, oh, I'm sorry. That was Hero Poker. I'm sorry. Yeah, Hero Poker did. Right. But and and is here on the merge network or on the yes. end? Of the, oh, okay, well, hmm. I mean that's that's a personal decision, right? Um, but I mean, again, most of these guys, if they stop taking U.S. players, they're they're done. They cannot they cannot survive. Why would you go play on a network that again would take you hours to to just get in a um, a simple sit and go? You know, or you couldn't fill up a cash table. It just you know, you'd go play Poker Stars if you were a non-U.S. Uh, player. You know, so the fact that they're I'm sorry. So, okay. the, so the fact that they're seizing domain names isn't is more a, a semantics issue than the actual uh, accessibility issues. What you're saying? Yeah, I think so. Okay. And we're we're seeing, we're seeing it right now that uh, you know on True, True Poker now whether the DO. I mean, again, I'm talking talking to Zach, and I guess he's got some insider information. I don't. I, I just don't see the government seizing um, ISPs. It just. I mean, they, they well, I never said that. They were called a communist country, aren't we? I never said, yeah, I mean, I just, I, I yeah. No, I never, we never said ISPs, no. We never said no, ISPs. no, we, Eric and I talked about it on the, uh, yeah, I mean, th that's a possibility they could do, but that's not, this, 
My, I've, I've not, I've not been told that. We were just speculating between. The yeah, well, that was a speculation, but that's the only way they can really control the internet. And let, now, because you got to remember, the .dot eu is not is not a reg, is not registered in the United States. Well, what if? Well, hold on though, because like, listen, as an American, you can still log on to Full Tilt and and uh, PokerStars, but yeah. you can't access their 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 real money yeah. games. Yeah. Or so what yeah, if, hell, it's not like, I don't even think you can access your cashier. You know, oh, it's just I think frozen. I think you can. I'm gonna look. I'm gonna try on, on full tilt. You can't because I tried the other day on stars. You probably can because they, you know, they let us cash out. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, if, if that that could be the other way they could do it is they could just literally indict these people and say, you know, you're not allowed to have Americans play your real money anymore. I, I don't know because whatever they did to stars and tilt and UB, I don't see why they they can't get that you know to happen for anybody else. I don't really know. Exactly correct. Was that Zach that said that? Yeah. Yeah, that that was me who said that, Barry. Yeah, I mean, that's what I don't understand. I mean, it just seems too easy. Definitely. Well, it's it's strange for me because obviously a UK based and there's zero problems. But if I can just put myself in like an American player's sort of uh, boots for a second, it's just it's crazy. I think everybody just needs to realize, and you've touched on it there. At the current time, U.S. online poker for U.S. players is is over, I think. I think it's screwed completely because no matter what happens now, like with Full Tilt and Stars and stuff, until it's regulated in the States and really looked at, then people are always going to be, you know, don't get me wrong, who now is going to feel comfortable, an American citizen, having a lot of money online? Yeah. You know, who's going to really... you'd You'd be surprised. Yeah. Degen's gonna degen. Yeah. I mean, with with us, I can. I mean, again, we don't work under a straight affiliate, but I still see the number of people that are signing up. You know, because the the sites are still tracking what we're the business the business we're sending them, and I can still see how much money is being um, deposited. And let me tell you, it's a lot. Yeah. 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 Oh, there's 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 no doubt in the demands there. I just mean in terms of. You know, a lot of recreational players and stuff going on. Who really wants that hassle? You know, yeah, the grinders and guys that are playing every day are always going to look for a game, and they have to find a way, or they're going to be, you know, queuing up maybe for not, a job somewhere. Maybe not as much, but I'm seeing a lot of people just, you know, doing the twenty dollar, thirty dollar type of deposits. Um, yeah. So the, I mean, that shows me that's the recreational player, not the guy who's going to put a thousand dollars down. Yeah, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. I think I don't know who now you know is looking to do that with this situation. And when you've got companies like Full Tilt that have multinational, you know, advertising, they sponsor events, television shows, and stuff. If they can get seized and be in this state, you know, like who knows how close they are to going under, or who knows how close, who knows the real situation. If a company like that can. Then who's to say one of these smaller sites or skins on you know, one of the other networks can't? Yeah, that's just, just very like Barry. That's what I that's what I've been saying is like you know, uh, you, let's look at you're you're bringing up a great point here. So look at PokerStars, very good company, a very rich owner, no problems. Like a little bit of a wave, you know, they lost their American players, but they still got a hundred thousand players on the yeah. site. Um, a, a company like Full Tilt, obviously not so easy. It wasn't like you know, let's wake up tomorrow and we'll pay everybody. So. Yeah, I mean, these other little sites, you know, and I, I, I've been told uh, from a few people way back in the day that they've been, you know, full tilt back in the day was getting hit for like 30 to $40 million seizures from like uh, Wells Fargo and banks like that. That really hurt their fucking business. Mm-hmm. And so if, if you had a $5 million or a $10 million seizure from one of these little sites, that would just, it would just crack them in half. They're over. They're over. You know, with the cash flow situation, everything yeah. is just over. 
they I still and, don't think I still Barry just quickly I, I still don't even think full tilt is even out of it now. I understand Tony Tony G's happy and he thinks everything's gonna work, but I I'm not even on the side that says that this company's not even is is even close to being pulling themselves out of the gutter. I, I totally agree. And when te- and when money's involved, it's like banks. It's like a banking crisis. It's all based on confidence. Electronic mm-hmm. payments is based on yeah, there's security and stuff like, but it's all on confidence and your confidence in a site. If someone sets up, you know, the good thing was like the wombat poker thing, blah blah blah. Someone <laughs> sets up Nigerian poker company. And sends you an email. <laughs> sends you an email saying, "U.S. players welcome. Uh, you know, we'll we'll pay for that. Give us your money, etc." There's zero confidence in that site, no matter how the deal is. And let's assume, for like, argument's sake, it was a genuine company. There is just no confidence in the brand because of the you know the scams, etc. Now, no. that's there's zero confidence in Phil Tilt just now. I'm a, I'm a UK-based player, and I took all my money off, and I'm not interested. Um, I, I get great support because of the, I'm a black card member, and even that's slowed down now. I'm still waiting on an iPod Touch. I've mentioned this before. <laughs> it's like six weeks, you know? And I emailed yeah. them, and it says, oh, it's going to be sent, international orders. I tried to get them to comment on the situation. I said, due to the U.S. poker situation, is my order going to be affected? And they said, um, no, international orders are not affected. Your item hasn't been dispatched yet, but will be dispatched sooner. I'm writing that off, you know, in terms of risk award. If it so you, you still don't, through. Barry, you still, are you, are you talking about your money or the iPad? The the iPod. It was an iPod. Okay. iPod Touch. It was like, uh, you know, $400 like item, but I used, it was 100,000 full tilt points. Jesus. And as soon as Black Friday happened, I said, I'm going to get these points. You know, <laughs> Straight up. They offered me, they, you could, the laugh is you could get a $500 bonus with a black card but you have to earn it off, you know, with points. Right. I didn't think they were going to be around in 15 days. <laughs> I, ordered, I just ordered an iPod. I know I can sell that, you know, on eBay. <laughs> but, um, yeah, there's just no confidence from me. Um, I was still playing on Rush up until recently, and I was making money at Rush, and I've been playing it for, you know, let me think, since just the start of the year, and watching all the training videos, and really um, studying Rush Poker. And I was doing well at it, and I I was still winning, and I just took my money off because I just don't, you know, the money was coming through okay still for the UK, and I was on the panel discussing it, uh, sort of justifying me still playing on full tilt. And, you know, it was because I was making money. And now, you know, I put money into stars, and I'm a lot more comfortable on stars, and one of the the UK networks, uh, iPoker, uh, one of the European networks, iPoker, yeah, uh, let, me, let me ask you about that real quick, Barry. Because what I've been, my, my my position has been, if I was a foreign player, or if I was, or if I'd moved to Canada, or what have you, and I was going to play, I would I would only play on Stars or a publicly traded company like a Party Gaming or or an Eight 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 or a Titan or whatever, because there are there's at least another layer of accountability in case shit goes sideways. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it comes down to confidence again. When it comes with uh, money, um, it's, it's black belt poker is the skin. Black belt. Was, yeah, I give it to Neil Channing. Give him his business. He's a good UK player. He's always good value. Oh, okay. Haven't heard. Um, so yeah, it, again, I would go back. It's confidence. And what's happened with Phil Tilt is effectively a run on a bank, like in the depression. You know, everybody in everybody turns up at the bank wanting their money, and that will bring down any bank because they speculate with your money. And mm-hmm. I know there's 
talk of full tilt do possibly doing that you know using player funds and stuff to dabble in futures markets and you know uh 50 million or a million a day or whatever's not enough they want to try and leverage that money and make more and more and when someone if everyone turns up at the bank on a monday morning saying we all want our you know withdrawals now the bank any bank is screwed it happened to a uk bank northern rock and you know it's happened to South American banks. They run on a bank, and that's what's happened. Happen, it, didn't it happen in Greece, dude? Oh yeah, it's happened <laughs> all over the place with yeah. the, with the financial crisis. Iceland, and um, yeah. it is. It's just there's zero confidence just now in full tilt specifically, and that is because of the way they've handled it. There's, it doesn't matter what the the DOJ situation, of course, is huge, and they have to deal with that. But the way they have handled their customer support. It's is horrible, shocking. It, we shouldn't even no... we shouldn't accept it. You can't accept it. That's and that's what I'm saying. Like, I've been preaching this for weeks now. It's like, if 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 we think like this, Barry, and we're just consumers and we're just clients of theirs, how do these guys that are rep are they representing their company? How do they go out and put a smile on their face when they play poker tournaments? When you know they've had the worst support ever. You think this would be the time where they pull their fucking big boy pants up and actually start doing something? But they're not. They don't give a fuck. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, a lot of the pros, I, I know some of them are, are not wearing patches. Some of them have been told not to. Some of them are still wearing them, etc. It doesn't matter. If you're on a commercial for Full Tilt Poker, you got to make your bed and lie in it because at this end of the day, you're effectively an employee for Full Tilt. And if they're doing that, it's like, it's, I don't want to, I'm, I'm finding it difficult to draw a comparison. I was waiting to be really, say, and say it's like working for a company that, Employs child labor in China. <laughs> you know, what, what my point is there's a moral issue and an ethical issue within poker players. Poker players are always famed for being uh, really ethical in the gambling world and they're not this and that. They're, they're people of their words, etc. And if you're representing a company and you don't like the way the company is acting, then you should hand in your resignation and come out and speak about the company and see That's, what it's doing. If why, is this the first time we've, why is this the first time we've talked? <laughs> That's exactly what I'm fucking saying. Like these people right now, Barry, they're hurting their reputations long term. They're only thinking about the short term. Long term, yeah. this company could fold, and then they're gonna look like the fucking idiots. Yeah, definitely. And people that aren't coming out and saying they—they make it. Their silence speaks volumes because yeah. if they're, it's like they're. Oh, you know, I'm okay. You know, it's like. You know, again, I don't want to draw. I could get myself in trouble drawing comparisons here. We speak about, you know, other <laughs> crazy things. But let's put, keep it in its context. It is poker. But there's a lot of money in people's lives at stake. And these pros that are representing them, they're just, with not saying anything and coming out, you know what, you would respect them more if maybe they just hand in their resignation. And they don't need to come out and say make a big statement. They could just hand in the resignation and say, uh, due to the current uh, situation with U.S. poker, I no longer wish to represent or be associated with Full Tilt Poker. And they don't need to come out and slate Howard Leder or, or say Full Tilt Poker is this and that, you know? They just need to make the, the as you say, they need to make a stance. And if they still are, uh, are under Full Tilt's employ, then they're condoning the current situation the way Full Tilt's handled it. Barry, I've uh, I I gotta I gotta take off for one second. I got a call coming in, but uh, uh, I've heard I've spoken and and heard a lot from these agents of these poker players that have recommended their players step down, and yet yeah. we've seen we've seen none of that because 
these sites are holding this little fucking carrot in front of them saying, "Uh oh, don't step down. You want you want to pay your, you know, your 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 condo fee or do you want to pay your car payment each month? You know, you better stay with us." Yeah. Are, are they are they still are these guys still getting actually paid? No. No, any anybody that's on the I mean, listen, everybody everybody's deals a little different, but the right. people that are getting paid to play hourly online plus rake back, I mean, obviously they can't get paid. Yeah, because they can't play online. Yeah, um, I mean, it's so the, simple. The, these people, uh, you know, that are that they've said, oh, what they're doing with the silence is they're, they're playing, they're playing a game of poker, if you like. They're waiting, they're biding their time until the situation is. But the longer they leave it, you know, at the end of the day, it, it, it comes down to a purely ethical and moral thing. If you're representing this company and you agree with the fact that they've not made a true, clear statement assuring players or etc. And, and don't get me wrong, we are working on the situation, more info follow, etc. That that doesn't count. The, no one senior at the company has came out and went, you know, addressed the full tilt nation, if you like, sort of thing. And um, it's just, it's crazy. All these little red pros and stuff. The reason that they're hanging on is because, as you say, they're on to a good thing. It's a lot more difficult to get a deal now in poker, especially, you know, with the online rooms and stuff. So they're hanging out thinking that this is going to come back, but the the big guys, you know, um, you know, Seidel's and stuff like that. I mean, you saw him with the interview with Marco and that. He didn't want to discuss it. He couldn't discuss anything at all, etc. But he's wearing a full tilt badge. I mean, you're either an ambassador or a representative of the company, or you're well, not. I mean, I can understand a little more. Well, isn't isn't Seidel like a? Is he is he a part owner? Is he one of the part owners, or is he just a, a pro, a red pro? Well, that's one of the things that people never know. Everyone because I can see I can see one of the the, the co owners going down with the ship. I just don't see like your average red pro, you know, wearing a patch. I I, I don't. I mean, I don't know. I, I would that would not be me. That's but you know, obviously I'm not. I don't have that kind of deal either. Uh, well, uh, well, actually, I just wanted to ask you a question before I forget. I'm sorry, Barry. Just a slight derailment. But have you noticed uh, more? Uh, have you have you noticed any more? Uh, more marketing or more commercials or, or any or any more uh, full tilts. Oh yeah, basically full tilt marketing uh, geared towards towards you or, or Euro players since Black Friday. Yeah, there's still television ads. I've still seen television ads and um, the full tilt ads. Okay. You know, and uh, have you seen, do, you, do you think you've seen more? Has it stepped up at all? Do you think? Um, I I wouldn't say it's stepped up. I just I'm aware of them still. You know, it's like right. a. A sub, you know, adverts are very like that, subliminal. You don't know the last time you watched them. <laughs> right. They've never really gone away, have they? Yeah. yeah. Um, there's there's a lot of poker on television in the UK just now, mm. um, even terrestrial television, um, and it's on, you know, a few channels, at least, you know, a few times a week on the standard channels. You know, forget the extra channels with Sky and stuff. Um, and there's always, you know, ads. 888.com, I've seen one of them last night, and obviously they've been on it. But yeah, Full Tilt and Poker Stars, you still see their adverts. Um, and it's just a thing. People, you know, in the UK, for, you know, forget that I remember on the very first, it was either Black Friday or the Saturday straight after it, I was discussing it, and I was arguing that, you know, if Full Tilt in America went down, then the whole house of car, the whole thing goes down. And then certainly UK would be affected. You know, it's like saying if some other company went bust in America, that the UK arm would be unaffected. You know, for that to happen, they would have to exist as as two separate entities. You know, as two separate corporate entities. Right. And um, I, I don't know. You know, I'm I'm, I'm straight away. I, I'm not up enough on Full Tilt's corporate structure, so I wouldn't comment on that. But 
it doesn't matter what your corporate structure is, it doesn't take anything to come out and make a statement. And they've not done that. And a week becomes two weeks, a month becomes six weeks. And this could be another necktail in nine months down the line, you know? Yeah, and by then, all like you said, it's all about confidence. And by that point, you know, all confidence has been shaken. It's gone. <laughs> yeah, I mean, remember back in the day, part well, of actually, actually, no, no, you know what? No, I'm sorry. No, actually, let me take that back. I'm, I forgot who we're dealing with. We are dealing with poker players. I mean, I've had, I mean, I may not be as 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 aggressively pushing, uh, you know, the get your money off full tilt poker agenda as, as someone say Zach does because I don't have the contact Zach has. But my God, even when I just bring up the mere mention of it to my, uh, my uh, Euro and Aussie facing audience because I'm on, you know, uh, dead of night here, but, you know, prime time for, for you in, in Australia, you know, they're like, well, you know, I'm still going to play. They, I can still withdraw. If it's, you know, while I feel for you guys, you know, I, if I can still get, you know, the, these fishermen can get these fish. And I understand that to an extent. Degens are going to degen. But my, my God, you'd think at some point, you know, common sense would kick in. And be like, well, there's so many other sites I could be playing on. At the very least, I still have a, one huge giant site called Stars I could still play on that yeah. you'd think they'd do that. Even Party Poker during peak traffic has over 60,000 people. So I, yeah. I'm, I, I'm, I mean, I, you would think that confidence will be shaken, you know, even if it takes 90 days, whatever, but we, we're talking about the gens. There's still 4% of some of people playing on UP right now. I mean, it, it's crazy. <laughs> it's, it's like what I said, I think it was last week when I was on, with myself, I was still playing rush poker. Mm-hmm. Poker players are, first of all, you're looking for making money through the game. You know, that's what you're doing. Um, Tony G says, you know, poker's a hobby and stuff like that, and it is for a lot of people, or it's an, an on-the-side recreation thing. But for a lot of guys, it is their income, and it is, you know, they, they don't, they're grinding, and I don't want to say they don't have a choice. Sure, they can go and, you know, get a job wherever, you know, McDonald's or whatever. But they, they, they to have their lifestyle and the money that they're earning, they want to do that, and why shouldn't they be allowed to do that? You know. And if, if people want to put the hours in and commit and become a professional and earn a lot of money doing it, they should be commended because it's very difficult to do. You know, as a lot of people will know, they have tried it or, you know, and are currently trying it. But what it comes down to is they're creatures of comfort. If they like a site, software, etc. You know what it's like yourself, probably. If, you, if you're used to playing on Stars and then you go and play on one of these other sites on iPoker or Merge or whatever, where there's arguably, you know, maybe there's softer games and stuff like that. But the software sucks. Yeah. <laughs> and trying to multi-table and trying to enjoy it, and you don't feel it. You, go, you start getting, you know, it starts tilting you, or, oh, this software is rubbish. And or God forbid crap. you try to get a sit-and-go on some of those smaller sites. Exactly. You're, you're, wait, you're waiting. <laughs> by the time the sit-and-go starts, full tilt's paid out everyone, you know? And uh, it's just like you're sort of just waiting and waiting and stuff like that. So people don't like things like that. So people will always go where the games are and where the masses go. And one thing that could happen is Full Tilt could pay everybody out. Full Tilt could survive and prosper as a company and a brand, etc. But they're not giving themselves the chance, the, the best chance to do so, because they're silent. They're not coming out and saying anything. And it's just slowly but surely puts people off. And friends tell friends, and poker's word of mouth, you know. On a messenger and live games, they'll sit and say, oh, this happened to me on Full Tilt and poker. People hear scare stories, and it's just little bits of things. You know, word of mouth can still kill a business, and especially with the internet, with Twitter and stuff. It's all out on the internet that Full Tilt's customer service is crap, and they're they're not letting customers know. So people that aren't playing on Full Tilt, if they read that or hear that, 
why are they going to go on at full tilt? They're just not going to pick it because they've heard, you know, it's like people that have heard about UB scandal and stuff. Sure, some people still played on the site, but they were like what you, the guy was saying earlier. These guys are always going to find a way to put money on a site if they want to play and do it. But the average guy that hears a recreational player, if he hears there's been a super user account on UB that can see hole cards, he's never depositing $50 on it, ever. Right. You know? If he yeah. hears that, he's not going to do it. But if a grinder hears uh, UB's filled with lots of stuff, uh, fish, lots of soft games and uh, you know overlays in their tournaments and stuff, then he's going to, from a risk-reward, okay, I'll stick a few hundred dollars in you know, and try and run it up because the games are soft. But any guy, that, any man on the street that hears that there's been some account that can see people's cards, they're not going to deposit on a site. And yeah, Full Tilt's not done that just now, you know. And, but they've not, they're just not speaking, and it's that, that, the silence sort of speaks volumes, you know? Yeah, and I always say that in a vacuum, you know, people are going to, you know, come up with anything or create the worst case scenario. So it's, yeah. it, by them not speaking, you know, our imaginations are running wild, <laughs> you know? Of course. of course. You know, if, if no one comes out and says it, then people are going to speculate and people are going to come up with this and that, but. Who knows? You know, I don't know. Tony G doesn't know. 45 days, 60. I mean, that it's plucked from the air. There's yeah, nothing... and, and, that, and that was my point. I was like, if, and, and I think I asked him or mentioned it to him, like, if he's speculating, you know, I mean, he's, he's based and he's got better information or better context than we do. I mean, what the hell? I mean, we, we actually are probably on the right track then. We're, I mean, for being somewhat fatalistic or just, I mean, because we don't have any information. And he's got information, he's speculating. Yeah, yeah, of course. You know, everybody's free to speculate. But what happens is, with things like that and conjecture, it doesn't change anything. you got to just sit and wait it out. And it sucks if you've got tons of money in full tilt, but you you got to see things what they are and not any worse than they are. You know, and the the thing is, just now your money's seized and you just got to wait it out. You know, and it, it, it's it's horrible. Your hands are tied, but there's nothing else you can do apart from, you know, storm full tilt's offices. <laughs> which are you know not in the United States anyways. Uh oh well we do know where Howie lived or did live. I it, has he returned from Ireland? Has any, has there been a Howard Litter sighting in the states yet? Anyone? No. Anyone? I, no. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen him? Tell me have you seen him? <laughs> <laughs> Straight up. Uh, well I, well I mean I, we could I mean we we've pretty much uh covered you know some the news that did actually have some questions for you for your one hour outer hour. Uh, it's been kind of subsumed by this uh, breaking news, but I, I want to get your thoughts on uh, on the rumor that that Zynga is going to go for an IPO in June. What do you think, Barry? You're a trader. Yeah, um, as I said, I think Swag. I spoke to you last time. It seems like 1999 again to me. Um, <laughs> oh, that's right. You did say that. Yeah, it's like yeah. dot com all over again. Dot yeah. com 3.0 now. We're going to we're going to party like it's 1999. Uh, it's, <laughs> okay. It's crazy. Um, LinkedIn, whatever, you know, I, I, I don't, I said to you when you're reading news presses, the, the valuation is so uh, arbitrary anyway, it doesn't matter, you know. But you have to think it, it's been, you know, uh, privately traded in, those, in private market, like within the company, right? So, I mean, yeah. they, you can get, I mean, they say privately it's worth about $9 billion, you know? Yeah, so, you know, and Link, LinkedIn comes out, so there's, you know, a huge uh, valuation on that. And then Zynga, the thing that's different, in all fairness, between 1999 and now, is these companies are actually showing revenues. 
right. you know, back in 1999 with the dot com, you know, all that stuff. It was all stuff, potential, yeah. It was all potential. You were buying pets, epets.com. All you had to do to become a millionaire in the dot com bubble was buy a domain name, e something, e chair, <laughs> e put an e in front of it, right? Yeah, yeah. Get some fancy website done with no product or inventory or any warehousing or anything. Go to some investor or angel, you know, capitalist, etc. And then they'd hand you, they'd cut you a check. And then you could just, you know, write out shares, cash out your shares, and then wait for the company to go under. That's what was basically done. It was, you know, it was a gold rush. And the only real people that got rich, like in the gold rush, was when it was people selling the spades and buckets. And what I mean by that is it was Cisco system, the guys, you know. Yeah, yeah, no, the thing that, that connects people and stuff, like the conduits yeah. and stuff, yeah. Absolutely. And people that people that sell the domain names, GoDaddy, etc. you know, they're all around today. Yeah. eBay, you know, they had a good business model. PayPal is the payment processor, etc. The thing with Zynga Poker is I'm into poker, you know, obviously quite a lot. Right. Have I ever played with... Facebook poker or that? Not in my life. Yeah, I think I played once, and, I, and even after like five minutes, like, what, what? What the hell am I doing on this site? You know, but even for even if I just wanted to play for play money, just go to Poker Stars, better yeah. system. You know, it's like, what? Yeah. Why mess it? But there's the thing that that makes that separates Zynga. Uh, uh, poker and their farm villain, city villain stuff, which I, in the abstract, understand. But you know the you know the the the, the business side slash poker player me just will never get is that there's that people play that recreationally, but they like the social aspect of it. They like the social media. It, I guess it's, it's very well uh, social media connected. I mean, because they, yeah. they got a lot of their people from Facebook, so they can yeah. brag, oh, I grew a, 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 an acre of corn or something on farm. <laughs> yeah, you know, whatever it is. You know? On my field, please. <laughs> exactly. Or or I, I just won, you know, a, a million play chips now. Like you said, I can buy cool sunglasses for my avatar. It's, it's stupid. That's it. That's it. Yeah. People, people, they're making money. Obviously, I mean, I think I read recently the revenues were something like to one billion a year. Yeah, yeah, eight hundred million. I read or something. So that's you know, it's there's cash flow there. There's huge revenues. You know, am I looking at it to buy shares and invest in any IPO or anything? No, not at all. You know, I'm not. I'm not going to. You don't, you don't think it'll last? You don't think it'll last? I think you know. I think it well, will last in terms. The, the way you've got to look at it is, Zynga, what you're buying now, I think, when you're investing in companies like that and stuff, and I don't mean when you're buying shares in it. I mean when you're, you know, if you're a merger acquisitions, if you're Google or something, looking at these things, like Microsoft buying Skype, etc. What people are buying now is a following. It's, it's all social networking. The Internet now is social networking. Very few people, you know, people still use email, but not as much as frequently. Everybody messages through things like Facebook, Twitter, you know, they're on Skype and stuff. So it is, it's all about the network now. And the things right. like Zynga do with these gaming is they're part of the network. So they've got a foothold in it. And is Farmville going to be around in 10 years? Probably not. It's a fad, you know? Right. Um, but then again, Zynga have probably got the good people and the human capital to come up with the next Farmville. Well, you know? well, 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 well. Check this out. This is this is a rumor. I mean, and honestly, I, I don't even think he has credentials to be floating this rumor. But uh, one of our favorite uh, uh, Aussie panelists uh, said that he heard that uh, he heard that eight 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 or or whoever the parent company of eight 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 is uh, was going to buy Zynga. Now, now I had to stop him there. I was like, well, first of all, Zynga is preparing an IPO. It's going out in June, so I don't know, you know how like regulatory re- regulation wise that works. If you do an IPO and then you get like bought by another company. 
I think there's got to be some sort of cooling off period, you think. But even aside from that, I could see more in line maybe a partnership, like with the, the, the fake play money side, partnering with the, with 88, the business side, so that you kind of, you know, send traffic, you know, you know, the, the, the play money people to the, to the real money people. I could see that happening more than I could see 888 just straight up buying Zynga because I'm not even sure 88's big enough to buy Zynga. I mean, they're big, yeah. but I don't think no, they're, they're, not, they're not as big as they used to, that's for sure. Right, yeah. Yeah, they could always borrow if it was, you know, if they, if they really wanted to go after Zynga, they probably got enough cash flow and stuff they could put up against an acquisition. But, yeah, to leverage. but they're not going to do, you know, things like that. And then, they, they, and then they'd be like, well, till. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it'll take you 45 days to get your play money chips, you know, in, in your Facebook account. Right. Does anybody know what the hell Full Tilt was was leveraging your money for? Is just normal investments? I mean, what, what the fuck were they buying with our with our money as as capital? What were they buying? Or they're paying out their players, dude. I mean, look at how much you know they borrowed money, a couple million dollars, a couple million dollars a month from these guys. You know. Well, that's true, but they, I, that's wow. They were really. I mean, they, were they just? Did they think it would never Mark, end? Mark, I mean, look, poker stars and Full Tilt were controlled the market, and they're the ones that spend all the money on the marketing. You know. Right. There's no one. You never saw anyone else advertising in commercials. You even see UB or Absolute advertising anymore. Who used to be, you know, one of. Uh, uh, I see. So I, I literally thought that was because they were balling so much. They just had the cash flow. I didn't know that they were actually just borrowing money to spend on advertising buys and shit. That's crazy. That's crazy. I mean, because when you're making, you think when you're making, uh, you know, one point five, two million dollars a day or whatever, you'd think that that'd be enough to to fund a, an adequate uh, marketing campaign, or whatever, or or, you, or reinvest the capital wisely. If not, you know, and yeah, you can have some dividends for your players, whatever, you know. And I and I honestly thought if there, you know, rumor had it that you know Phil Ivey was making a million, two million dollars a month, whatever, passively. I mean, I thought all of that stuff. I didn't think they were borrowing money on top of that. I mean, it seems like crazy. I, I understand. I was, I remember. I'll never forget the day in in uh, in uh, business school where I learned that you know that most businesses have debt. That you know even really. Yeah, that's not a bad thing. thing. Yeah, no, it's not. A, it's not. A, it's not a bad thing. Exactly. That a healthy business has debt, but it's your debt to your debt to income ratio is what you should be looking at. I had no idea that, I mean, and I thought, and that was fine, but I had no idea that such a company like Full Tilt, and, and you know, was, which is making so much money day day in and day out, was leveraged so much to the hilt that to the point where banks weren't even dealing with them anymore after a certain Yeah, I, th- I think I think in terms of using player deposits and stuff for speculating, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if that's been confirmed yet and oh, stuff, well, um, but if, if, it, if it has, then the argument is, like what I said before, it's it just becomes uh, greed. You know, if, if someone's, you could go from making $30,000 a year to $100,000 a year, and then you feel wealthy, but it's not long until you're $100,000 a year, you want more. You know, you start mo- mixing with different people with different tastes, different cars, you're moving in different circles, and it's the old thing that it's never enough. And, you know, there's there's people with bigger cash than full tilt that have went bust though. And there's bigger scams, you know, Bernie Madoff and Ponzi schemes and stuff like that. It's happened throughout history, and it will always happen because human nature never changes, you know. In 50 years, there'll be another scam and whatever. And that's what happens. People start using the money to leverage. And before you know it, you know, your expenses are through the roof. You've got a private jet that needs fueled and, uh, you know, parked somewhere and hangered and landed and all this stuff. And then it just becomes like the guy, the, the whistleblower. He was, you know, stealing something like two hundred thousand a day or something, and it was still not enough, you know. So yeah. you don't know the the circles and the money that these guys have been moving and what they've been doing, and um, you know, it's just it's crazy, you know, it's just excess, 
um, like a lot of these things when when the light gets shined on it. But again, I would say, you know, in terms of using player deposits and stuff, I, I don't know if any of that's... I, there was a rumour and stuff like that. And okay, well, I'm that, sorry. Is, you know, we're in the vacuum here. I'm sorry. I oh, yeah. No, it, everyone is. <laughs> to be honest, I've heard that much now, and this is the problem with Full Tilt. Nobody knows what's true or what's not now, you know? It's like if you say something long enough, it, people start to believe it, and you can keep saying it, and who knows what they've been doing. Um, and with them not coming out and saying what they've been doing, then, you know... Uh, uh, Eric! Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, I dropped him. Yeah, Oof. I don't know what that was. <laughs> that, that was our good friend Eric Morris. Uh, Howard, yeah, it, uh, it's the top of the hour. I was gonna. Um, uh, do you have something to contribute, Zach, or are you just caning? Howard. <laughs> Howie Letterer reaching all across the ocean from Pyongyang uh, and his heavy golf schedule to to uh, mess with Eric Morse's <laughs> connection. Uh, it's the top of the hour. It's, uh, it's six after. We do have our, our daily Marco poll on. He left around one, one-ish, one thirty-ish maybe in the morning. So uh, I'm personally putting it at one thir- uh, 1033 uh, at the time the Italian music starts. Register in, chat bats. Uh, post how long you think it's going to take for him to show up and do his job today. Uh, but we love Marco. He is Mr. Quad Jacks. We do gleefully go into overtime for him and while we're waiting on him we're going to do our top of the hour stretch our legs a bit uh play play a little music you know how we do uh and come back with uh barry chalmers of oneouter.com and uh is that the yo are you hanging around or what are you doing he's not here okay so we'll i'm be- here i'm here Fuck no that. no no don't worry about it you don't have to be here no i'm hanging around yeah i'm dude i'm writing another blog <laughs> blogging nonsense that's what we do over here at, uh at yeah, projects, you know, we we love our job. We just can't stop. We can't stop because the DOJ is not stopping. So we're not going to stop, damn it, until we can play poker in fun, free, unencumbered manner. Here we go. Uh, new, uh, more music. Top of the hour. Got to get it in, so I can at least go stretch my legs. I'm not a smoker, but I just like to, you know, get out of the damn box for a second. Uh, it's your boy Swag Official with Barry Chalmers, com. Bring you which oh you know I'm not even on the right thing. Hold on a second. My bad, y'all. Let's get this together. Uh there we go. Uh with Barry Chalmers, com. coming back at you on the other half of our top of the hour music. Be right back. Brace yourself for the reverb. Oh, or not. Is that nice? Oh, or not. Is that nice. <laughs> I love my tea. I love
swag official still in the building in our first overtime uh 10 16 pacific standard our uh, daylight time over here in lovely las vegas nevada 16 past the hour all across the world i believe that would make it mm, 6 16 where you're at is that right barry that's good at 6 16 outstanding day is done weekend's here all right um let's see so 
Uh, and I'm, I'm sorry, I'm speaking with uh, Barry Chalmers of OneHour.com. And uh, as I like to do at the top of the hour, LOL Shillimans, please click, the, click that little yellow button that says Donate. helps keep shit on. Much obliged. Thank you. Uh, yes, yeah, so I'm still on with Barry Chalmers of OneOuter.com. For those of you who uh, are not sure how to spell that, that would be www.OneOuter.com. There it is in chat. Check him out. And actually, I wanted to ask you, uh, do you have any uh, new posts or interviews to discuss about OneHour.com today? Um, I'm working on another interview recently. Um, another two, actually. Oh. As, as I said last time, um, some of them are, when I'm speaking with people, some of them don't want to come out because straight away they think I'm trying to discuss the U.S. poker situation. But um, at OneHour.com, that's not why I'm doing I'm not really news. So I'm looking to just interview top players and put them on, you know, 30 minutes to an hour audio or video files and um, just do that sort of inside the the poker mind type thing. Um, so I'm not really interested in, you know, grilling a pro about what's happening, you know, with the US situation because there's only so much they're going to say and most of what they can say is already, you know, public domain. So... Yeah, no, sure, and and actually, uh, I I think a lot of people would appreciate and get a lot of value from uh, delving inside the mind of some of their some of their their favorite poker players and and going long form interviews, which you re- which you don't you really get much in the poker world. It's not so much that we don't have the attention span. I just we just don't tend to see such long form you know interviews. Usually, you know, there's some sort of like uh, a YouTube clip or or a print interview where you only get like a you know edited you know bits and pieces of a person, but the ability yeah. to sit down with someone for like half an hour or more is, is you know, in poker is pretty rare. Yeah, yeah. Especially with guys like, um, you know, like Phil Helmuth. Or I mean, I think it's probably the longest. Maybe people don't want a long Phil Helmuth uh, interview, <laughs> but I, I do. Uh, right. And, you know, it's 30 minutes uh, plus, and for him to give me that time uh, was great. And I think people that haven't seen it, you know, they change their mind every time someone watches it. Um, they sort of like learn something and see him as a sort of different guy. And then you got you know Jungle Man who I've interviewed. He's times valuable. You know he charges like I think it's two k an hour for coaching or something. And he gave me I think thirty forty minutes as well. Um, Dusty Schmidt, um, Assassinato. You know they're giving up their time. Uh, obviously I'm not paying them for it. And um, they give You're me really good content. Patient Barry. <laughs> Sorry. You're lowering their hourly expectation, Barry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh well, <laughs> I'm incre- I'm increasing mine. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so yeah, they're just like uh, you know, nice guys. Um, and I, I look to interview people that have you know got something to say and maybe something different. Also, an interesting backstory and stuff. You know, someone like Jungle Man that worked in McDonald's a few years ago and now he's playing. You know, five hundred, a thousand online, and as well, he's not. He's not what just, is it with no. fast food? I mean, I heard the same story of um. I want to say it wasn't Jawanda. It was uh. Kenny Stam. Kenny Stam. Yes, thank you. What is with fast food and poker players? Look <laughs> so bad. They're like, I'll do anything and get good at anything else as long as I don't have to be fry cook. I don't know what it is. <laughs> That's it. That's it. <laughs> well, you got to think. I personally, I think a lot of the poker guys, you know, that, that make it. Um, they don't have the attention span with other stuff uh, to maybe, you know, obviously you've got now the new breed. There's a lot of guys coming through that are, you know, Ivy Leaguers and mass geniuses and stuff that find poker. But, I mean, you know, guys from that breed like Kenny Tra and Joanne to that arena, 
Um, I think Negrano worked in like a subway as well for a time. Um, they don't have the sort of attention span or that, or they don't want to commit to something else that you know that involves lots of time and commitment, like like going through the college, you know, and stuff. So they find themselves in jobs like you know security guard, fast food, etc. Um, I know Phil Ivy worked in a call center um, oh. for a while. Um, uh, when he was first starting, and he had to do it a couple of times to go back and rebuild his role. Um, he went back and worked, got some money, quit, went back to poker, went broke, went back to the call center, tele sales, you know, mm-hmm. and um, did all that. So yeah, it's just interesting things like that, strategy, and you know, all the formulas and stuff is out there in training videos. Uh, but what I look to do is sort of get to see like a little bit about their personality and tips and just sort of general sort of more more mindset things that they can try and get guys to look because the math's out there for everyone to study and break down you know and mm-hmm. um, they can sit with a calculator or sit with a you know formula and look at the maths of equities and ranges and stuff like that that's out there for people to sit and spend the time on but trying to get like mindset things in time in terms of dealing with failure and um, bouncing back from being broke uh, just things like that you know keeping themselves in shape, things, things like that. They just discuss that and try and build up as many interviews as I can and just so people can, you know, if they take something from them, uh, you know, then it's great. And certainly I've learned plenty from these guys as well. So uh, what what have you done to kind of spread the word on, on your, your website? I come from a marketing background, so I'm always fascinated by what people do to, to promote um, and, and get the word out there. Because as we always say, you can't sell a secret. So, like, what have you, what have you done to, to get the word out? Yeah, um, well, what I do is, you know, I started this site, as I say, just for a, a personal project to mm-hmm. interview as many of the top pros as I could. Um, take that information from it. I'm in the process of writing a book as well on the process um, that's going to deal with like lots of things, poker, trading and life sort of, you know, and the crossovers between it all. Um, So that's that's a project that will probably be published towards the end of this year, probably spring next year it will definitely be, you know, for sale on Amazon. Um, So I'm looking at doing that and that was the reason, you know, I want to go out and interview all these guys. Um, so in terms of that, it's just oneouter.com is really a place for me to store these interviews in audio files and let people that want to hear them hear them, you know, for free. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was never, I'm not looking at you ever, ch- you know, charge anybody or members or anything like that at all. Um, and what I look to do is just build up a following. You know, if if you like the interview, just retweet it or post it on your Facebook page or things like that. You know, I think marketing sort of happens organically now especially with websites uh you can and, and social networking really i mean that's what yeah. i think has been the most organic of all uh networking is because the the i mean uh, facebook kind of started it and but with and and twitter with the whole following thing it took me a second to really catch on but but with with following it's like you can follow people you're interested in and the case you're exposed to stuff that you didn't really know but you're still interested in. it's it's very it's very organic with, with with twitter and 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 facebook i mean facebook had the like thing and which is which is pretty good but you know it's this twitter thing is just phenomenal i i'm really i'm really yeah. impressed by how how truly organic it is i mean that I mean, thanks thanks to twitter we've got vanessa selbs coming on at seven o'clock with seriously serious it's crazy <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, it's what it is, is it's it's an opt-in economy now, you know, and the yeah. internet is opt-in. People can follow you or they cannot follow you. You can go out and spam people and stuff, but nobody wants, nobody 
is interested in that now. That worked in the early days, and you know, I used to get spam emails and companies, and you're not interested straight away. So I just put the information out there, and you can download my podcast from the site oneouter.com or through iTunes if you just search one outer on iTunes. Um, you can do that, and I just put them out there, and I don't sit and look at numbers or traffic and Twitter follow, you know, and stuff like that. Do I want more followers on Twitter and stuff? Kind of, because it means more people are listening to the interviews and getting something out of it. Um, am I going to go out and chase thousands and thousands of followers? Probably not, because I'm not looking at monetization or anything just now with the site, you know. Maybe somewhere down the line I've been approached by uh, one company that would, were interested in putting ads and stuff, but if you look at the site just now, I don't have any adverts at all. Um, and, you know, maybe that'll come later. So I just, like, put the work out there, let people go and have a look at it, listen to a podcast, listen to an interview, or watch one of the videos, and just see what they can get from it. And I'll just keep uh, doing the interviews and um, working on the book, and then maybe they'll buy my book, you know? Maybe that'll, maybe that'll be the, the monetary payoff from a poker point of view. Um, maybe someone will buy the book. Uh, but, yeah, I just do it. It's a total... Um, you know, just a project, uh, a labour of love, shall we say, you know. And I remember when Quad Jacks first started out and it didn't have, you know, that many followers and stuff. And if you put good content out there, which Quad Jacks does, then people are going to follow you and uh, be interested in what you got to say. Yeah, and, and we appreciate it. And we definitely look forward to uh, continuing our cross-promotion and, and also getting some more Euro guests on here. If you have any access to anybody, I'm, it's pretty much just me on a on a, a one-man's tournament every night yeah. <laughs> facing a, a foreign audience. But, you know, it's cool. You know, it, it's cool. Uh, but I'm always looking to, to get some some people of, of interest uh, to to our to your audience, to our audiences, at least for our audience now, because I am facing you guys. And, and, and yeah, and so anything you know, we can do to, to help and, and vice versa, you know, I, I look forward to continuing this. Uh, real quick, because uh, I don't want to keep you on too long. It's been, like, God, an hour and a half, and you've been a really good sport. Uh, I just wanted to f- uh, find out, since you, you mentioned that you were playing on uh, Black Belt Poker, uh, what, what, what sites are you playing on these days? Um, you just have to give us screen names, but what, what sites are you playing on these days? Yeah, I'm, I'm pl- I play on the. Uh, I've got a few few names on um, iPoker, okay. um, the iPoker network, which is you know different skins. Mm-hmm. Um, I played on Betfair, which I think is on game. I think it's the on game network. Okay. Um, and obviously, I played on Stars, and I played Full Tilt there. Some of the uh, Rush Poker mainly, if, if I was on Full Tilt, but I've not played there since the. The F tops finished, and I, I used all my points buying into tournaments to try and get some cash out, and um, I cashed out, and it's in my account again. So, um, yeah, just you know, the, the thing with poker for me is um, I'm away to play live tonight, um, oh, over nice. four days locally. They've got like a local spring uh, tournaments on, just small buy-ins for four days. Mm. But if you're top of the points league for the four days, they give. There's added money by the casino and a trophy and stuff like that, you know. So That's I'll be cool. doing that tonight, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. So that'll be the weekend taken care of and not really putting in any, any hours online. Well, mm. tro- trophies are cool. We like trophies. Uh, well, so if I was to if I was to say defect tomorrow, move in with Michelle Orp and play online poker legally, what what sites besides Stars would you recommend? I, I'd recommend. Um, blackbeltpoker.com the reason I would say that is because uh, I've played on that a few times and I really like what uh, Neil Channing's doing over there 
and the other pros are doing over there. And, um, and it's on the iPokers uh, network. It's on iPoker network. So and that's what, like Titan and all those guys, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And what Black Belt do is they they look to they have a grading process. Whereas when you join the site and you're raking, obviously, and you're building up points, just like frequent player points on stars or you know FTP points and stuff. And you're building up these points, and you get through belts. You know, and obviously the end goal was black belt, which is, you know, difficult to attain, you know, right. like any like any top uh, package, you know, like Super and Oval Elite on stars and stuff like that is. Um, but what you do is you build up through the, the belts. And I've not played enough on the site uh, to sort of accumulate those points and that, because when I'm logging on to like a site like iPoker, I'm, I'm just playing, a, you know, a couple of tournaments to pass the time and that's it. So... But for guys that are really going out there and putting a grind in, um, if they're grinding on Black Belt Poker, what they can do is, um, I think, I can't remember, you just check out blackbeltpoker.com and it has the full details there, you know, without me butchering it. But essentially the, the message is you move up to a belt level where they start putting you in for live tournaments, uh, you know, every month. And oh, they, wow. they offer you like up to $2,000 a month in live tournaments and stuff. Now, obviously, you've got to rate points and stuff to get there, but I don't think it's anything crazy that's, you know, not... So, so you, you only have to win. You just have to have enough points, and yeah. they'll just put you in live... Ter- oh, that's interesting. Yeah. That's different. If you're, if you're uh, raking, you know, at the cash... You know, if you're a multi-table cash player, and you're raking, you know, a decent amount and stuff, um, you accumulate the black belt points, and they will put you into tournaments, live tournaments, of your choosing as well. So say you get to a level where they're going to put you in two grand's worth of tournaments a month, you can go and play two, you know, 500-pound game buy-ins in the UK, and they'll, they'll put you in to these tournaments. So it's a great spin-off and a great bonus for, you know, if you're a cash grinder and they're going to put you into a couple of tournaments for the month uh, for what you're raking. So, yeah, I mean, in terms of a, a concept, I would say blackbeltpoker.com. I would, you know, have a look at that. Um, stars, I, you know, I play Stars, and obviously... Um, they're fine in the UK and they've handled things a lot better. Than no, Field no, Pits. we know about stars. I'm, all, I'm always curious about like these, these, uh, these uh, smaller or or uh, not even mm. smaller, but just non-US facing sites. Like, is anyone still playing party anymore? I mean, somehow they have sixty thousand people. Yeah, you know, people oh, still play on party. My friend actually won the weekly. I think it's the forty k guaranteed. He won yeah. that for a living k on Friday. Oh, wow. uh, a okay. really good tournament player. Um, like, look, he's on some heater just now. I think he's he's probably won like 60k or something in the last month. You know, every every time you speak to him, he's final table in or second in something. Nice. Um, yeah, yeah. So he's having a ball just now. <laughs> um, but yeah, party poker. A lot of guys playing there. I would say for people in the UK, they look to maybe play on one of the gambling sites, you know, like Ladbrokes, which... Oh, yeah, 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 because and, because there's a lot of sports betting in the UK, right? Yeah, yeah, and William Hill and uh, Betfair Poker as well. I mean, there's lots of poker rooms, you know, it really is too much. There's a lot of choice, you know, there's too much choice. <laughs> um, and the, the games can be delayed, but, yeah, if you look around, I'm sure you can find some good value tournaments and cash games and stuff like that, and, uh, yeah, there's plenty of options. That's cool. Well, uh, oh, I'm sorry, Mar- is that you, Marty? You well, yeah, I was just going to ask Barry, what's the standard of the play-up in Dundee, live? Um, well, if I'm playing, obviously phenomenal. <laughs> uh, so, uh, She's like, I am the standard. Hey, yeah, I like that. No, no not at all. Uh, you know what? We've got a local card room in Dundee, um, and it was mainly the gala 
casino that started here first. There is a, a Grosvenor casino here now as well, but the Gala casino was the first one and seems to be uh, the one that still gets, you know, a lot of people at it. Uh, well, not a lot of people. I mean, you know, we struggle to get 50 players for a game. I mean, the, the Monday game gets maybe 90 players, which is, uh, you know, not, not a huge field by any standard. But, you know, it's OK. Um, but we've had a few guys from Dundee uh, go out and do really sort of well in the live tournaments uh, in the UK. There's a guy, a friend of mine, a Chinese guy, Colin Wu, um, Wu, W-U. Um, if you check him on Hendon Mob, um, his record's phenomenal for the tournaments he's played. I mean, I think he's played something like um, maybe 11 £500 buying games or something, and he's probably won... One three final table three and like Cashton. I mean, it's just a set. His, record, his record's phenomenal. Um, he was playing these. He won the uh, local game, the Edinburgh Gala Tour game for twenty k. Um, there was like two hundred runners, five hundred buy, and he won that. And then he went down and he qualified for the Grosvenor Champion of Champions uh, free roll, which is like a hundred, a hundred or a hundred fifty k free roll, and he went into that. And he won that outright for 30k. Then he won a 30k for first again down in London. I mean, his record's sick. Uh, he's a very, very good tournament player. And if it hadn't been for the language barrier and stuff, and the fact he doesn't really put himself out there, he definitely could have been signed to like you know a room or a magazine at minimum to represent them because his his record on the the GUKPT and the um, other tour was phenomenal. He's just recently had uh, twin girls, so he's not been playing as much poker <laughs> uh, like the last year. But for the games he's played, I, I don't know another player like that with that sort of record. Um, there's also another few guys from Dundee that have done well um, out at some of the festivals and stuff like that. Um, actually, two years running, the, the gala game in Edinburgh, uh, Mark, the, the big one, um, was won by a guy from Dundee. The first year it was Eddie Gaines. He won it for like 20-something thousand. Then Colin won the year straight after. So for the player pool, they've got a lot of good players, you know. Um, and as I say, this young guy that's on a heater just now, um, he's cashed for something like 60K in the last month and uh, probably lifetime, like well over 100,000 in tournaments. And he's only, you know, 21 and he's by no means one of these guys that sits and puts in huge, huge volume, you know. I mean, he does, he does play every second day, but he's not, you know, one of the... He doesn't play with a HUD even, which I find, you know, crazy. But uh, yeah, thank you. He's, he's very, very successful. Um, so, yeah, for the player pool, uh, definitely, you know, obviously there's fish and there's older guys and girls, recreational players and stuff. But, um, no, I, I'd say it's pretty solid. Definitely tournament. Solid, and the cash games get quite lively as well. There's dealer's choice cash games and things like that, you know. Where are you from again? Is it down Glasgow, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm from Fife. Let's not forget. Oh yeah, you're from Fife. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not a Ouija. Yeah, yeah. And um, well, yeah, it's Scotland. You know what it's like in Scotland. I mean, poker is the probably the most successful. You know, Scottish player in terms of like, it was probably that guy from Edinburgh, the young guy, Rory Matthews. Van Flew. Yeah. Well, Van Flew now in terms of the the tournament cash. But no, Rory Matthews was a guy that was on the scene uh, a few years ago. He was playing the nosebleeds with uh, Ivy and Dunn and all these guys. He was uh, friends with uh, Luke Schwartz, full flush. And um, he built up from 50, 50 quid online uh, to, you know, 
over a million bankroll. Um, it was Matthews, yeah, M A F. I'll type it in the chat. It was uh, Matthews, M A F E W S, and then uh, he played against Antonius, uh, Ivy, etc. Made a ton of money, um, and then I think he got into uh, someone I, I was speaking with said he was now into like sports trading and stuff like that. Uh, but he still goes. He, he played the World Series. I think it was last year, uh, and he was. I think he was 11th or something in the six max event that Matt Horolenko won. Um, you know, so he cashed out for like 50k. But no, a very, very good player. Um, good tournament record, and obviously he's played at the Nosebleeds Cash Game. So I'd probably say he's been the most successful Scottish player, Rory Matthews. And for all you Marco fans here, he is actually in the studio, but he's sitting down and acquainting himself with the news that he's missed while he was asleep. So for all the, for all you had him pegged at uh, under 10.45, you're going to lose. Just, what, just thought I'd share that. I'm sorry, every day we have a Marco pool because he works so hard. He, he's our default video editor. He's supposed to be here by 10, but you never know what time he, he'd, he'd be leaving at, like, you know, 3 in the morning, 4 in the morning. Who knows? You never know. So I just want to give uh, all those Marco fans an update because we always have we, – I, we have, like, nice little uh, pseudo prop bet on trying to figure out each day what time he might come in. So And when the Italian music starts – that's when it counts, and the Italian music is not coming until at least ten forty-five. So, all you, all you out there who had ten, who had ten forty-five up, you're good. You're absolutely good. And uh, and sorry to go on that uh, LOL derailment, Barry. Um, but uh, and and us actually, I, I did want to let you go because I know we kind of hogged you for almost two hours now. But um, good luck in your tournaments this weekend. And uh, and once again for the people, uh, oneouter.com. I'll put it in chat for you. Uh, when uh, when do you think you will be posting your next interviews? Um, well, as I say, I, I mentioned with Marco, I'm looking to go out to Vegas. In, um, oh, yes. Awesome. When's that happening? It uh, should be around, around about the last week of June into mid-July. I mean, I'll be going for around two weeks. Oh, that's what's um, up. You know we have our big uh, party over here. So, like, June 8th or 9th or whatever that Saturday is. So, yeah, let's, let's do it. Um, so, yeah, I'll be looking to come out to Vegas and obviously speak. I've arranged to meet with a few pros out there while I'm there. And maybe get some interviews done in Vegas and also just, you know, come out and soak up the atmosphere of the World Series and play some cash games and stuff. But, um, yeah, I'm working on a few just now. And the thing with the interviews, it comes is just you just sort of put it out there, try and set it up and then get it done. And with a lot of them, a way to prepare for the World Series. It's maybe going to be difficult to get one done, you know, the next couple of weeks. But the next one should be on shortly. And if you follow me on Twitter or check back the site, etc., you know, or subscribe on iTunes, you, you'll get it, or, or I'll be on here plugging the site, and you, you'll find out about the next guy. All right, that's what's up. And, you know, once again, for, for the people, this is, you, this is Barry Chalmers of OneOuter.com. Appreciate your insights earlier with Tony G and and, uh, and everything with Zynga Poker and, and everything. We appreciate you. I guess we'll see you next week at uh, around this time, right? Nine, nine o'clock uh, our time, uh, four o'clock your time, correct? Yeah, no problem. All right, At five o'clock, five o'clock. Yeah, five o'clock your time. Sorry, yeah. five o'clock yeah. your time. Me, I, need, me, I, need, I need as many hours in bed as possible. <laughs> totally understand. Totally. As a matter of fact, as soon as uh, the Italian music hits, I'm going to do a face plant myself. So well done. Uh, and uh, so have a great weekend. Uh, good skill. Good skill, as I like to say, because not luck, it's a skill game. And uh, we'll see you next week. Okay, cheers. Thanks. All right. Sorry about it. All right, See you later, Martin.
Bye, take care, see ya.